Ah, today we are breaking down, transitioning that mindset. And of course I use a kid's movie to help us have that conversation. So kind of a review of the new Disney movie that's out on Disney Plus just came out yesterday in case you're behind the times and you're not paying attention to that, which you probably aren't, but in case you are, you would know. Um, Elemental came out and of course I took something from that because that's what I do. So let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe, and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine-tune correcting what that looks like and just living and we started out this show you know really thinking that this was going to happen overnight and one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life. And it's all lived out loud. And this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth. So you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there, you will end up lost. You are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, but it's, it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Heyo, welcome to the Death of Dream podcast where we do dreams. That's it, y'all. And, ooh, my great thing, because that's how we start our days, is <clears throat> yesterday I had very real talks with my lawyer, um, which is kind of surreal to me because <laughs> I think when you call your shot, right? When you're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna podcast or I'm gonna, I'm gonna write books. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start my own business. And I'm gonna show you all and I'm gonna do it. Right? Like that's bold. That is bold. And you aren't really going off of anything except for the likely a lot of doubt. Uh, I don't know why. I believed that I could be this person so many years ago. Um, 
but here we are. And I said that to my lawyer yesterday. I said, <laughs> isn't this crazy? Like not even a year ago, I was telling you, I'm building this thing. And that was when I was, well, it was probably two years, actually two years ago. Two years ago, I was telling you, I'm going to build this restory thing. And I just, I don't know what that means yet, but I know that I'm going to need a business lawyer. Like I'm going to do things in business. And I just know that I need a, a lawyer in my court. I'm not sure like what all that means, but I know I'm going to do big things and I'm going to need representation. And that was two years ago, sitting in a <laughs> room of people preaching an idea that never took off. Um, and... They had no reason to be like, yeah, I could see the things that you're going to do. And, you know, out of that meeting, there were two people in that meeting. I had called some shots. I had said, I need this, this, and this. And of the two, one of them is still with me. That one is the lawyer <laughs> who, who I think could see what I could also see, but just like the p potential of what this might be and what this might mean. And I don't, I think, you know, I think we were both very early in our careers. So it probably just made sense to take a chance with this crazy person because, you know, if it doesn't work out, what are you out? Nothing. If they never do anything. So you had a couple meetings and you talked to a complete idiot. Okay. But what if it does work out and you have this huge client that built the base of their career with you? Like, that's super cool. And so, yeah, I just, I have all of these terms and things that I research myself. And then basically, like our meetings are like, hey, I've really been thinking about this. This is the opportunity that's in front of us. These are the things that I've researched. And this is kind of where I'm thinking I want to end up. What other options are out there? Can you break down what I already haven't learned myself and help me make a decision? And so we talked through a couple of different options for what it looks like to take local to other places. And I think this is going to be a thing. Whether we buy out models that are not as successful in communities because they don't have all of the necessary components to really make this thing stick, because it's not just about shopping, um, whether we buy people out or uh, people convert their already existing shops to our model, or they start from scratch with a local in their area, whatever that looks like, we have to start framing that up. And so we had a lot of discussions about three different options. And I think most importantly, being able to make a choice that's real and true to local and to me as I build this and, and what I'm focused on, you know, the, the empowerment of P 
people. Like, I can't say this enough, but Hannah standing on top of an empire that didn't help anyone is not the end goal. Hannah standing on top of an empire holding hands with a bunch of badass people who who just used our framework to do the same thing for their community, like, that's what I want. It won't be worth it if I'm up there all by myself, waving down at the people who made it all possible. Like, I want us all up there. You know, like, this is about taking a model and allowing other people to be the voice of what that model looks like in their area. So uh, we talked through some very interesting things and then, you know, it got even realer because it's like, okay, so scaling this thing out right now, we have trademarks in the state of Iowa, but we probably need to start looking at, and this was his suggestion, not mine, because listen, I'm real great at calling shots, but, Uh, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is too crazy, right? It's too, too big, too, 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 no. And so he had suggested, and I had written this on a plan, on a notebook (laughs) last week, probably need to start looking to convert state registered trademarks into national trademarks. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's like really big stuff. And then, you know, anything moving forward because of the potential that this has having to make sure that I protect that. And that seems like a silly thing probably to a lot of small, small town people like, uh, well, that's a little crazy, but, you know, having those NDAs in place and having protection in place so that this isn't something that someone takes and runs away with. And I think that's like next level crazy stuff for me. Um, I'm just writing all these things down and I'm I'm thinking about how surreal it is to be in this place to like, Hey, Oh yeah. I can't take that meeting. So I have a meeting with my lawyer. Um, (laughs) flex, flex, entrepreneur flex. Right. But I think I'm really grateful that I had that person established early on. I think not that they have done a lot for me as a law firm. Um, but just being able to like bounce ideas and things off of them and make a more confident decision, I think is a really valuable asset to have. So, uh, yeah, I am doing some big, crazy things that I of course envisioned but to envision and actually be doing are two very different things. And I know we talk about that a lot. Um, so yeah, it's just crazy. And I think true to what I said last week, like let the universe surprise you. 
You know, I could have been out here pushing and hustling for all of these things, but I have just sort of taken this position as local of like the next steps that we are supposed to take will present themselves. And I don't have to worry. And I know that I said that um, this winter when stuff was just really hard and we were sort of in this holding position of why is everything so dang difficult? Um, I know that I said where we're supposed to go will come to us. And I feel really grateful for those things to be headed in her direction. And then to have, to know that I have set up the support so we're not playing catch up, right? We trademarked all of the local things early on. And I know that I said, if we would, if we would head down the path of franchise or licensing or partnership, whatever that would look like. And at that time, the only terminology I knew was franchise. So I had said, if we head down the road of franchise, I don't want to be behind the ball. Right. And have to like get all these things in place. So that's possible. So let's go ahead and just trademark the name and get it done. And then move forward right and whenever we need to call on that we'll call on it but i think let's have that in place so we're not running from behind and catching that up so even to be saying like that state registered trademark needs to be taken somewhere else like that's pretty powerful stuff and i'm really excited um to be doing all of that and to just ah it's crazy it's crazy um yeah so more research more work for my lawyer to do um <laughs> on all of this and yeah i now i i want to put out this disclaimer right now right now um Trademarks are not necessary in a lot of instances. Okay. I just, if you're listening to that and you're like, oh, she trademarked her business. If I ever want to do that, I better go do my own. I think you have to know the vision of where you're going and the vision of where, where that might take you. Trademarking is an unnecessary expense if, you know, you're just creating a logo and, like, it's just not necessarily in a lot of instances. In ours, because of where local is going, it is necessary. Um, so... I just want to put out that disclaimer. Please do not rush out to Google some <laughs> trademarking advice from a legal. People will take a lot of money from you. And it's really unnecessary if it doesn't make sense. Now, if, if you think it makes strategic sense, feel free. But I think you have to have a real solid plan for how you're going to use that and why you're going to use that because it will run you anywhere from 
$250 to $1,000, depending on who you choose for legal counsel and how much work they say that they put into it. And so, yeah, having counsel that you can trust is a big deal, but also just knowing what your plans are and why. And I think my legal counsel does a great job of working through all the options and explaining why this may or may not be necessary. And they let me explain my thoughts on why I would like to do any given thing. So um, this is not a shout out to go get legal counsel because you need it, because in a lot of instances, you may or may not. It really depends on your business model. It depends on your scale. It depends on a lot of different things. So don't freak out if you don't have that. It's not necessary all the time. Trademarking is not something that needs to become a business expense, uh, not necessarily. So just know that. Um, but that is my great thing is having those conversations that I envisioned myself having probably two years ago. I had no idea what I was going to have <laughs> when it came to those conversations, but here we are. And isn't that an amazing thing? So, uh, yeah, I go ahead and take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your greatness. It really shifts the perspective. So yesterday we got home, we had kind of a crazy day because obviously we're, we're tying up a lot of loose ends as of late, um, which is, uh, I enjoy bringing things to completion, but I also enjoy like just smooth city sailing for a little while. So I'll be excited to get back there to have completed a lot of these kind of outstanding projects and things. And so last night we had one of those crazier nights. We come home and the girls are all excited because I don't, Disney, kudos. They've been releasing movies, new movies to Disney Plus on Wednesdays, which is super fun. Great midweek, like pep. And so Elemental was released to Disney Plus yesterday. And if you didn't know that, you're welcome. Um, I suggest watching it because I just thought it was like, I thought it was wonderful. <clears throat> and in one part of the story, she is constantly just conflicted with giving over to this new, better life. And I don't like if you want to watch it and you really don't want the storyline spoiled, I would turn off this podcast right now and not listen. I'm not going to spoil the ending. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am going to get into some of the um, storyline. So if you want to be surprised, maybe listen to this after, but we are going to discuss Elemental. So just forewarning, spoiler alert, no question. Um, turn off now. Okay. That was your chance. You're going to keep going. Okay. If you're going to watch it, this could ruin it. So I'm just going to rehash that going once going twice. All right. You're in, we're going to spoil it. Here we go. So in the movie, she's going back and forth. Like, do I give in to this new better life of what's possible for me? Do I take a chance? Do I try that? It could kill me, right? It, it could kill me. I, I'm nervous. And so she keeps going back and forth. And at one point in one of the biggest, um, hardest moments of the movie, she, well, 
this was probably before that, but she says, because there are a couple times where there's real big friction points. And she says, yeah, that's a great choice. And it's funny because she said it and I was like, I know that I said that multiple times in this life to someone, about someone, about dreams. And, ugh, man, I remember feeling that way. You know, you don't want to give in. You don't want to be like, yeah, this life is possible for me because of your entire life, because of how you've been raised, because of this scarce world that maybe you were raised in. And that's definitely the world that I was raised in. It was like a dream desert, and I've described it as such. There just weren't people out there living their dreams. And so at one point, she screams at the person telling her she could do it. She could, she could do, you know, what she wanted. She could create whatever life she wanted that was possible. And she yells at this person and she says, yeah, from your rich and entitled, you can do anything you want world. That makes sense, but that's not me. That's not my life. I can only do this. There is one path. I don't come from the same place that you do. You were raised in a world where anything was possible. And I was raised in a world where only this one thing was possible for me. I don't have the same options. We weren't raised the same way. And that was it. Right? And when she said that, like, took the Sorry. <laughs> That's why we need that button. Sneeze, cough, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Mute button. Um, I was raised in that same world. Like where your options were limited. It wasn't this limitless existence where anything was possible. It was like there are a few things possible. But you better stick tight to the script. You could maybe make it out, but there's this one thing and you better hope that that carries you. And if it doesn't, you're done. Count your chips. Get out while you can. You know, and I think in the world that I was raised, very similar to the world that she was raised in, they're very different because hers was like full of fire and they were afraid of water and they were afraid of all these different elements. They were always lighting stuff on fire. Like they're very different worlds, but similar in the fact that there was this understanding that things were possible for some people, right? And in their very specific instance, like those some people lived in the city and they just had all these cool things about them and, and they portray this very rich and entitled world. And then they portray her world as like very scarce and, and scary and no options. And I totally get it. When you're raised there, when you're raised sort of fighting 
for your right just to survive, the playlist of possibilities is much shorter. When there isn't a whole lot of abundance that's spoken into you and around you, when the only thing spoken to you is is the limit, is the scarcity, is that there is not enough, is that you can't go do those things. Or if you did, it'd be one in a million chance at making it, so don't even try. You're not built the same. You don't have the same risk aversion that someone with a lot of financial backing would. So your choices are much different. And I knew that growing up. I would watch the kids who'd mess up and mess up and mess up. And they didn't have to have jobs and they just kept getting to mess up and and fail classes and miss classes and sleep all day and party all night and and they could still you know like grab pizza and 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 drink and have all the things and they could choose the fancier apartments and they could do all these awesome things and they'd have these amazing book bags and they'd have these amazing computers and they'd be so cool and you were just over there like we're different. Like here I am fighting. Fighting to just work. You know, like I was fighting to maintain a work study job and a part-time job and be a college athlete. And I had to do all of those things. If I didn't do those things, my bills didn't get paid. And if I didn't make it through college in the two years window that I had, my scholarship would run out. And there was nobody standing there with a checkbook going, oh, sweetie, you really tried, though. Like, no. No, I didn't. You know? No, the people who they were saying really tried and didn't make it out didn't really try. I watched them not try actively, just like chilling on couches, not studying, not working, not pushing, just chilling. And then people would come in and be like, well, you know, we got that. We got you. You'd be fine. You'll get through this. And it used to just infuriate me because it's like, no, but now I, I get it, you know, like, yes, we had different paths and yes, more was preached as possible. And it's always great to have that backing, right? Like those people can make mistakes because mom and dad or grandpa and grandma are going to come in and help them out if they fall. And I think there are great things about that. And I think that there are limiting things about that. If I'm being real honest, you know, not having a backing for me looked like me finding my footing before most had even learned to walk on their own. Like it forced me to get comfortable being uncomfortable, figuring out how to do this, paying off all of my cards because I didn't like the way that it felt 
to have things, but to not really be able to have things. I didn't like that. Um, yeah, I just, I think watching this movie just represented that to me, that that really is some of the dreamer's struggle. It's like some of us got to dream. And other of us got to survive. And to transition that mindset is, that's really what's holding you back, is that constant feed of doubt. And I think it's unfortunate because you probably have a network of people around you who were built the same way. And so some of the challenge is to like bring those people's mindsets to this same space. Like, y'all, doubting a dreamer who's made it out isn't going to help us. Speaking words of disbelief <laughs> isn't going to help them believe. And you need both of you to believe, all of you to believe. You know? It's not that easy. And it's not that flawless. And it is, it is difficult. And I think this movie did a great job exemplifying those two worlds and how hard it is to, to choose better, right? to choose what you want, to choose to create a life that you were not promised, right? You were not given the same options. You were not able to dream and think bigger than what you were surrounded with. That fruitful world is not something you were a part of, and that will be the biggest fight is not only transitioning your own mindset, but also the people who are going to have to help and support you. The world is not as scarce as she was made out to believe. And our world isn't either. But it is scary to leave that mindset because it feels safe feel safe to dream smaller, to expect less, to do what is expected, to not step over into this crazy dream world where anything could happen and where possibilities are limitless. From a perspective of scarcity, that mindset seems reckless right? That mindset seems silly, seems scary, and seems like a great way to drive any forward progress directly into the ground. But that mindset is what sets us free. That mindset and the ability to build a life that we love is of utmost importance. 
it is what's going to change your life. It is what's going to change your reality and your world. And the, the more that you can give into the life you wanting being possible, you being a person who could make that happen, the more that you hand possibility over, the sooner you'll get to the golden part where everything just dominoes into a life that you've dreamt of all along, into more than a life you could even dream of. It's really amazing, but it definitely takes a lot of mental strength transitioning and and power. You have it in you. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.